0: M-S-W-Media. and welcome to The Daily Beans for Tuesday, October 26, 2021. Today, I am going to have a wonderful, long, amazing conversation with my very good friend, host of the World Beneath podcast, which is incredible. You have to check it out if you haven't heard it yet. It's truly amazing. It's Lincoln's Bible. And so I really hope you enjoy this discussion as much as I did. So today, I'm very lucky to be joined by my good friend, and creator and host of The World Beneath. Amazing podcast, if you haven't been listening to it, I highly recommend starting now. Please welcome Lincoln's Bible, LB. Steph, my friend, how are you? I'm really well.
1: Good. It's good to see you, even though no one knows we could see each other. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's good to see you too. It's interesting because we were chatting a little bit before we hit the record button and we're like, what are we even gonna talk about today? It feels like we're in a holding pattern and we are. In a lot of things. We're in a holding pattern with the Manhattan District Attorney, holding pattern with the 1 6 Committee. We're in a holding pattern with the Department of Justice. What they're doing, nobody knows. And then, of course, we're in a holding pattern with Tom Barrick. And there's a lot of things that we can go over today. And I just sort of wanted to kick it off with talking about because last week on the show, I talked to Frank Faglutzi and I've talked to several experts about the January 6 Commission, the committee, the select committee on the insurrection. And we've got this subpoena battle. And it feels like everyone on social media is getting into the weeds about three days. When's the vote? How's what's the process? And no one seems to, you know, well, it's seemingly hard to look back, draw yourself out to a 50,000 foot view and be like, what even happens when Steve Bannon gets there if Steve Bannon gets there? And, you know, I, I frankly think this is just an exercise to show we have that, you know, congressional subpoenas have teeth. And, uh, and, you know, Frank and I talked a little bit about inherent contempt versus criminal contempt versus civil contempt. Yeah. And how the legislature is an equal branch of government and they should start acting like it. Yeah. <laughs> so I wanted to get your top line thoughts on because honestly, to me, what's more important, not that the select committee isn't important, but what's more important is the Department of Justice does a criminal investigation, because yes. I think that's where the deterrence and accountability would would be.
1: Yes. Okay. so there's a lot in there. I know. So, you know, first of all, I keep thinking you're going to block me (laughs) because you threaten. (laughs) No, you're like, oh, no, if you anyone who is out there calling for them to hurry up. Right. And I'm the one going, put your foot on the fucking gas, everybody. Like, so we are. I think we're both in the realm of reason. We understand the process. And you're way calmer than me. And I'm not trying to be here on fire. I just want the pressure on. I do think that pressure does work in the sense of it It might not, it, it, it doesn't have an effect on the process. The process is the process, but it helps for the legislature, because these are politicians, they are always sticking their feet, you know, sucking their thumb and stick it in the wind and see which way it blows. And it feels like there needs to be some type of, for a lot of these folks, some of them have the moral compass, they do, and they have the patriotic compass and they have the will, but a lot of them can get swayed into thinking and and especially by the large, outside of, I'm talking about the committee, the larger body, If they're going, oh, God, what are you guys doing? Trump is over. Come on. We need to pass our legislation. We need to do this. Come on, come on. You're going to detract. If they're hearing anything like that from within the bubble, that is the hill, I want to keep piercing that and going, oh, no, don't listen to them. Listen to us. Listen to the rule of law. Listen to the fact that, you know, democracy is on the line right now. It's about to slide off this cliff. Every expert is warning that this is what's going to happen. And we are telling you there is urgency in this moment. So this is not there. I don't want any lollygagging around. Now, I remember that you you highlighted that headline. Also, I think it might have been over the weekend. I'm not sure. Friday. And it was Politico, I believe, saying, you know, sometime before Thanksgiving, when Mm -hmm. when Adam Schiff was had been very clear. No, no, no. It's going to be tuesday we're going to do our vote which is tomorrow because there is this three-day sort of hold that needs to happen of like okay he didn't show up
0: we're going to re- i think the thanksgiving thing was about the full house vote though so when are they going to schedule that Could and be. i'm i don't know that there's a three-day there's probably a 72-hour required notice to vote okay so you know give that today you know or give that on uh We're going to be airing this show next week, but give that the Monday before the Tuesday vote so that it's not delayed or at least schedule it. And I haven't seen the scheduled full House vote. I don't know if they they might not be able to schedule it until the committee passes the resolution on making criminal referrals for Bannon. And if that's the case, then the earliest I think it could probably be done. And again, I haven't seen these rules. Yeah. Is that, you know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Thanksgiving would be weird. So, you know, we'll see. Well, what they I think do. that was
1: also a clickbaity headline to get people outraged. And OK, so we're outraged again. We're going to keep being outraged. Uh, here, Here's what here's what would be helpful. It would be helpful if it wasn't left to folks like you. Right. The good work that you do. But you're a regular citizen and you're having to explain a process and procedures to everybody because we're not getting a, an advanced team. I wanted there to be an advanced communication team of, and, and have an advanced planning team as well. Know that none of these people are going to show up, you know, they're just not. So I'm not saying do something before a crime has happened or before, a, a sort of not showing up for the subpoena has happened. You know, obviously you have to wait for the event, but be ready, send that shit in.
0: Right. Well, that and you and I have talked about the transparency versus secrecy and what the tipping point is. That's right. And why didn't, you know, Benny Thompson come out last week and say, look, we got to do this this way. It's going to take three days because we have a requirement in the House rules. If we want to change the House rules, that would also require a three day notice to vote. So we're behind the three day eight ball regardless. And then after that, we're going to work with the House to see when we can schedule the soonest possible vote. We have to have a quorum. And so we are proceeding as quickly as we can. There's nothing nothing stopping stopping them from doing that. There's nothing
1: also stopping them for actually having the date of that set with the full house in the event of. So that you're not then constantly playing catch up defense. There's a little offensive maneuvering just in terms of scheduling because they know they have these these this process they have to go through. It's okay, You know.
0: Well, and the pressure and the pressure works. Right. Because. And here's the thing. I mean, there's I walk a fine line between pressure and constructive criticism and just outright calling for Garland to be (laughs) hit by a steamroller because I, you know, I'm sitting here and reading On Tyranny by Timothy Snyder. And number two is defend institutions. I'm like, we can at the same time, we can put significant pressure on them. And here's what happened. Remember the argument with the Bannon subpoena where they said documents, October 7th, testimony, October 14th. And there was a little bit of a legal question of, well, if he's violating one part of the subpoena, the October 4th, then he's in he's in violation of the entire subpoena. And I say, why risk it? Just wait a week. But they were listening to us. And I, I'm not saying to me specifically right. but to to pressure, because now subpoenas say they have the the document request and there testimony for the same That's
1: day. So little bit of no, be- <laughs>
0: You know, little changes. change. So they make so these so that, little changes. understand
1: mm-hmm. these people are full on going for fascism. They're full on. Uh, you know, they want a kleptocracy. They do. They, they 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 are done with democracy. They want to. You know, I have that book by my bedside, too. I'm constantly looking at that book um, and I give it to anybody I can because it's, you know, we just have to realize that we are up against an internal foe. <laughs> and they're very organized. They know what they're doing. They know where they're where they're defiant, which is across the board. And so we need to start behaving and orchestrating ourselves and organizing ourselves with the understanding of the, the situation that we're actually in, instead of constantly holding out hope that well, maybe they'll show up. We can't. We don't know. Until, no, no, no. They're not going to show up, right? You do have to wait, right? But be ready, <laughs> be prepared. Know that they're not going to show up. They're liars, Mm -hmm. right? They're probably all going to plead the fifth. And so that's like, I did a whole thing on narrative on Friday of, you know, all the sort of common criminals and and some famous gangsters that have pled the fifth. Right. Including the former president who pled the fifth like 90 times in his divorce, in his divorce hearing. It's like, why do you need to plead the? What are you going to self-incriminate yourself against in this marriage? What was going on really in this marriage, Donald, that you can't that, you know, what what was this thing? What was this Crimes. criminal organization called a marriage? <laughs> so th- that, you know, that that kind of thing helps. Everyone needs to sort of know what's coming. Just assume the worst. Really. Assume the worst. Know that it's going to be the worst. It just is. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: And that's where I think that's where I think the focus needs to be. I mean, pressure on the select committee and they respond to it. We now know they respond to it, but also pressure on the Department of Justice. And I want to talk a little bit about what the Department of Justice may or may not be doing. But I do have to take a quick break. Will you stay with me? Yeah. Thank you. Everybody will be right back.
1: After these messages, we'll be right back.
0: Hey, everybody, it's AG for The Beans. We all know how much streaming has revolutionized our lives. I used to wonder if there was anything good on TV. Now we just ask ourselves which of the thousands of options we're in the mood for. And the same thing goes for books and magazines and stuff. Inside, instead of standing in front of your bookshelf waiting for a title to jump out, sign up for Scribd. You get instant access to millions of ebooks, audiobooks, magazines, dissertations, and more, all with one low monthly subscription. I love using Scribd, it's the world's most fascinating library at your fingertips. All for just $9.99 a month. I can explore all my interests in any format, with millions of ebooks, audiobooks, magazines, court documents. It's all there. You get instant access to Scribd's entire library for less than the cost of a single book, with no complicated credits or additional purchases. With Scribd, you can access the largest digital library in the world right from your favorite device, and their automated suggestions or hand curated picks make choosing your next ebook easier than ever. Uh, you can easily switch between titles, genres, and formats too, right in the app and discover must-read new work from celebrated authors like Roxane Gay, Charles Yu, and more, premiering exclusively on Scribd. Right now, Scribd is offering listeners a free 60-day trial. Just go to try.scribd.com/dailybeans for your free trial. That's try.scribd s c slash b d.com/dailybeans to get 60 days of Scribd for free. All right, welcome back. We're talking to Lincoln's Bible, host of the amazing podcast The World Beneath Before the break, I, you know, we were talking about a little bit about the January 6th committee getting in the weeds about process and procedure. And, you know, when I talked to Frank Fagaluzzi last week and uh, I think Daniel Goldman, uh, one of the former House lawyers for the impeachment 1.0, I think, about, you know, why we can't use inherent contempt. And he said, well, you know how we have these rules in place in the House? Well, I'm paraphrasing him. Uh, This is what I take away from what he's saying. We have these rules in the House for due process. For criminal contempt, we do not have recent rules in place for inherent contempt, and there must be due process to, to jive with the Constitution, right, uh, in place. And so that's why Ted Liu has put forth this legislation to put in place due process for inherent contempt. But what Frank and I are both afraid of, yeah. and I think a lot of people who, who I've spoken to, experts, Joel Weinbanks, etc., say, go for the inherent first. Because if you go for the criminal contempt and let's say for some reason, the Department of Justice says, nah, you know, even though they, they they're supposed to immediately refer it to a grand jury, it says they shall. They do have prosecutorial discretion more than we would like to think. And if they say no and then Congress says, all right, well, we're going to try inherent contempt then it'll seem like a, a de- it'll seem like desperation and they'll get killed on it politically. Yeah, this is a political exercise after all the select committee. So what now what I'm trying to say is, look, all that's important. The select committee is important. It is a court of public opinion. It is not a criminal proceeding. Yes, they can make criminal referrals, but so can the inspector General, who's been looking into this since January 15th and 25th, respectively. And, you know, Garland might be trying to insulate himself by waiting for a criminal referral instead of just picking it up and running with it himself. We haven't seen or heard about any subpoenas or grand jury testimony from the likes of Bannon or Clark and uh, or Trump. And, I, you know, I, some of some folks have been saying, including myself, well, maybe they're doing it in secret. But if it were Bannon, given what he's, you know, piping up about these days with the January 6th committee. There's no way he wouldn't just bark about that and raise money off of it. Oh, Same please, with Stone. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's got a whole YouTube show ready to go for just for that. If if that's the case, you know, they, everything is out in the open with these people, and it always has been. Now, there's nothing, there's no secret investigation that has to go on, other than getting maybe their private communications. But they right. My only hope is that it hasn't
0: gotten to that point yet. Yeah. That's my only. That's the only hope I'm holding out. And we're kind of running. We're running up against a a, a clock. That's right here. And then also, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about why we haven't seen because I'm getting some pushback on this now because I've been saying, why don't we just
1: indict Trump for his obstruction of justice in volume two of the Mueller report? I, I, I have nothing but frustration to share with you in that latter part, you know, day day one, day one, he was out of office. It was ready to go. There was a whole investigation that already happened. There were already criminal referral. It was all it was all done. That's what that that's what the what the Mueller team was all about. It was ready to go. And the McGann testimony. And I, I understand that we had to wait to get Merrick Garland in there a little bit. That took a little bit of time, a couple of months. But still, you know, this is not we're, we're coming into we're going to come into November. And then it's going to be, well, it's an election year for the midterms. And, you know, and this is why it's not only urgency is not only needed because of everything that's at stake. Right. Urgency is also needed for action because it's a void. It's a void that's getting filled up only by the one side filling it up with whatever semantic, with whatever the framing they want. Now that they're pledging allegiance to the flag of the insurrection, right? That was used in the insurrection. This is the horseshit that is going on and it's a force multiplier. We have the very dangerous disinformation around COVID that is blended in there with all those communities to the point to where, I'm sorry, we do have a death cult going on in this nation of people who are willing to just sacrifice their own lives for some warped concept of their own liberty. Well, it's just a, you know, you just have to barely push that over to sort of, say, okay, now you got to take up arms against your neighbors, right? Or take up or go and have an insurrection that's that's actually completed, Mm -hmm. right? A coup d'etat that's done, right? That's, you know, not that, I'm not saying it would succeed everybody. I'm just saying, we're in a very violent, volatile, fragile moment, and we need communication in that moment. And it's just been way too much silence and way too much slow pokey pokey. And if it's all about being the most secret sealed indictment, grand jury, special investigation ever in the history of the United States. And there's no leaks. And it. it's also in how dare we criticize, right, because it's this incredible thing. And just wait, all the heads are going to roll moment coming out of the Garland DOJ. Then, I mean, OK, all right, maybe. But but in the meantime, it's burning. Shit's burning down everywhere. What's the point of that? If shit's still burning, every, burning down to the ground, what's the fucking point? You know? Yeah
0: and 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 there's other things too that that concern me. Yeah. There were no criminal referrals made after the McGann testimony that that recently right. happened. That and that's in the obstruction of justice case. Why not? If you're if if Garland is truly trying to insulate himself by waiting for criminal referrals. No good answer there's to one that one. That hasn't been made. And then LB, you know this and I know this, but in 2019 in 2019, the House and Senate Judiciary made criminal referrals for People lying to Congress, including Clovis, Kushner, Junior, Bannon and Prince lied to Congress. Those, of course, were those criminal referrals hit the bar wall. But they can be that doesn't mean that because they weren't shut down in a court like the Southern District of New York, Cohen, Stormy Daniels thing, which would be harder to reopen because it was closed in in a court of law. That case was closed in the Southern District. And so we've got all of these criminal referrals for one thousand and one charges and we haven't you know, I've been poking at the Justice Department like, hey, pick these up. These were these were made in twenty nineteen statute of limitations for the soonest one Hmm. LB expires in January. And that's the Eric Prince lie to Congress. And once we start passing statute, expired statutes of limitations, that's okay. probably when the dam breaks for me. Get ready. You know, I'm I'm. Can we do to help you out? Do
1: you need a raft? I come in with my raft. (laughs) Get ready. I got I got a bunch of oars. We'll we'll swim together. We'll paddle away together because that's not how I don't think. They're so that's, do my first, that's my first
0: that's my first alarm bell. And, and, you know, a lot of people think that the Stormy Daniels thing is going to expire on October 29th. It's not the payoffs to Cohen continued on until August of 2017. So that's August of next year. But again, that's a harder case because you have to reopen it. Uh, yeah, in the Southern District. The guy just got there. Williams, the new Southern District. Well, let's of new see York, what happens. Uh, U.S. attorney. Let's see. <laughs> so, yeah, there's a lot of things that that should be prosecuted under the rule of law, which Mer- Merrick Garland claims he will follow and that no one is above the law. I mean, his whole comments were nobody, uh, whether you're rich or poor or black or white or Republican or Democrat or president or not, the the law it applies to you the same. He was very big on that. And that made us all go, oh, thank, you know, thank God. Yeah. Uh, and now I'm just I'm waiting. Well, those I'm waiting are very nice words. That to be applied and, and be so, true.
1: Uh, But, uh, you know, I, I got you, you can say a bunch of nice words in one hand and, you know, take a crap in the other. See which one fills up first, I guess, is the old saying <laughs> in my family. So, you know, I, I let's just it's going to let's see some action. I, I really don't care what anybody, those sort of big, those big statements aren't the statements that we need. Those big sort of position on the global thought process. I, I don't want that. I want to know, I, wa- I want communication. What we need is communication about what is, what is not ongoing investigations. Every legal Twitter goes crazy over that. Like no one's saying that. We need communication about the shit that's already happened that we still have not had an FBI director come out and talk to us about the January 6th insurrection. He hasn't talked to us. We haven't had Merrick Garland really talk to us about that outside of his confirmation hearing and just a reaction, an emotional reaction to that and some tears about his, about his ancestor. all very nice, but we haven't had anything, you know, and there are arrests and there are indictments and there, we can, at least be putting that communication into the discourse of what has already been prosecuted and what it means, right? What does this mean? Yes, these were people who were there for violence and and the cases are building against a lot of these insurrectionists in in ways that I would love to have some kind of communication, not from folks like you or from journalists who are picking up the, the court hearings, but actually from the Justice Department and the FBI to come out and talk to us about it just
0: that. Well, that's how it went in the Mueller investigation, right? We we got everything from investigative journalists and, that's and right. we we were able, i be you, people like you and I were able to put together the entire know, Intelligence counter, counterintelligence report and the entire Mueller report Right,
1: but that, by the time it came out. I'm difference. like, oh, this
0: reads like a script. There are arrests. Our, our there are
1: indictments. There are people in prison. The Mueller was just a report, right? That was then demonstrating. We still we've gotten a lot of it, but there's still some redacted stuff. And you know, and no one's acted on it. There's been outside of the cases that we know did get pushed into the into the court, like with Manafort and all, whatnot. The referrals uh, that that came out of the Mueller investigation, Tom
0: Barrick being one of them, and we'll
1: talk about him in a second. Tom Barrick being one. Let's talk about him because okay. you know,
0: I, I mean, yeah, we we, we got convictions, <laughs> we got that, we got the, you know, but. The thing is, is that even very conservative, very institutionalist, Republican, big C conservative Mueller was like with the Ken Buck questioning. Yeah, you can charge him when he gets out of office. Look at look at volume two.
1: Yeah,
0: (laughs) it's all there. It's all there in black and white. Yeah. But yeah, one thing that the Department of Justice has done and it was sneaky. We didn't hear about it. They dropped they dropped that that Tom Barrick indictment. And a couple of interesting things have been going on behind the scenes. Right
1: on his greasy bald head boom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't. And I heard
0: early on room, rumors intelligence. I heard r- rumors early on that he, he, he was cooperating. And and then recently, yeah, he got rid of a couple of uh, high powered trial attorneys. So let's talk about that. What do you think of that?
1: OK, so that means one of two things for me. And it's, it just so folks who are maybe I'm new to them, just know that I, I've spent a lot of time, a lot of years studying about one hundred years of organized crime convictions, and also where those convictions intersect with, in those cases, intersect with intelligence, which is what um, intelligence operatives, right? Which is what Tom Barrack was basically indicted for, is operating as as a foreign agent without registering or disclosing. And there was a lot of you know, when you're involved in a campaign and you're involved in that, that it gets really messy really fast. And these are big charges that this man is facing. He's, as I've said on your podcast before, he's a very fancy he's man. A very. I fancy know this personally. Man. I know this personally. He is. He is. I. We're from the same area, and decade ago. yeah, And plus. I quote you he all the time. Sort of similar... You say he
0: was not born to go to prison the way Weisselberg was. He
1: was not born to go to prison. Manafort was, born to, to was prison. born to go to prison. Yeah. Uh, Weisselberg was born to go to prison. Those guys, you know, when they go in, they come out, they look great, right? They're, they're It's what they were born to do. Tom Barrack was not. Tom Barrack has been propped up by very wealthy foreign uh, wealth funds, pretty much, right? So uh, sovereign funds for a very long time. Um, he's an old, old friend of Paul Manafort. Speaking of Paul Manafort, he's an old, old friend of Jeffrey Epstein. And he's he's just been in the mix for decades and decades and decades with some of the world's worst characters. Yeah. And super, super
0: fancy man. Right. And
1: super fancy. Oh, oh, you can't imagine these. Michi. These oh, these the interior decorator alone. And these
0: two trial attorneys yes. that he uh, recently <laughs> got rid of. I think that that speaks volumes about what is going on behind. The scenes with, with Tom, yeah. and I want to talk about those things, but I have to take a quick break. Let's okay, get, let's come back. All right, everybody stick around. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody, it's AG for The Beans, and today's show is brought to you by Bean Box. Okay, this is another cool thing. I love my morning routine is important. I like to get up early, get a good start, and no morning is complete without that cup of coffee, and brewing your daily cup at home is just hits different. From the first aroma of ground beans to the very last sip, the ritual of morning coffee helps you start the day more grounded and centered. Beanbox elevates your coffee ritual even further with a curated selection of world-class coffees delivered right to your door. Beanbox has my morning routine even better. Uh, I love the huge variety of their flavors and consistently high quality across the board. I'm getting these as gifts for so many people for the holidays. And it's fun opening the box too, and you find a flight of incredible coffees I'd probably never get to taste otherwise. No other subscription coffee service offers the same incredible variety and quality, always roasted and delivered at peak flavor. Take a guided tour through some of the best coffees of the world with Beanbox. Order today at beanbox.com slash dailybeans and get your first tasting box for just $5 with promo code DAILYBEANS. That's your first monthly tasting box for just $5 when you use promo code DAILYBEANS at beanbox.com slash dailybeans. And today's show is also brought to you by Magic Spoon. Um, I've been trying to cut down on carb, sugar, and on unhealthy food, and I realized I basically can't eat anything anymore. But then I found Magic Spoon. I'm so excited. Magic Spoon cereal has the amazing flavors you love, but without all the bad stuff. It has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. And it's only 140 calories. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, and low-carb. You can build your own custom bundle with flavors like cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, cinnamon, and more. And Magic Spoon just recently brought back two super popular flavors, cookies and cream and maple waffle. Be sure to get these again or try them for the first time. They're delicious and indulgent. I love that Magic Spoon is healthy, healthy yet delicious. It's perfect for a guiltless midnight snack, too. Just go to magicspoon.com dailybeans to grab a custom bundle of cereal and try it today. And be sure to use promo code DAILYBEANS at checkout to save $5 off your first order. And Magic Spoon is so confident in their product, it's backed with a 100% happiness guarantee. So if you don't like it for any reason, they will refund your money. No questions asked. Remember, get your next delicious bowl of guilt-free cereal at magicspoon.com slash DAILYBEANS and use code DAILYBEANS to save $5 off. And thanks to Magic Spoon for sponsoring the episode. Welcome back. We're talking to Lincoln's Bible. We're talking about mobsters and mobbed up people and fancy men, including Tom Barrack and, and uh, his, his recent dismissal and not dismissal, just withdrawing from a case. We don't know if he fired him because he hated him. But there are, there are two things you say that this could that this could mean.
1: Two things in my assessment. And who am I? I'm just the, the mob oracle. OK, <laughs> so the, the, first, the first whatever they talk to me, I talk to them. It's fun. The first thing is he could have reached a deal. Right. So those are when you have specialist attorneys that come in that actually help you, especially if you're someone who's done work with other state departments, possibly uh, foreign intelligence agencies, possibly even our own intelligence agencies. When you're someone who swims in that world with that high price tag of tens of millions of dollars in deals or arms deals you might be involved in or uh, pushing money from one account to another for whatever reason you, you tend to have. a. There's a very small pool of attorneys who actually know how to go in and help you negotiate with the justice department when you're facing charges. And so those fancy attorneys that he had for that, he dismissed one of two reasons. Either he reached a deal, which means the justice department got what they wanted to get out of him. They closed their deal is done and he didn't need those attorneys anymore. They're very expensive. I don't know why he would want to keep them on a payroll. So, I've seen that. Uh, the other thing could be that they made a recommendation for a deal and this guy didn't want to do it. And so he's so. The,
0: so you're saying that those two attorneys could have been trying to put the deal together and he doesn't want
1: it. Right. Because it, that's about what the threshold is for the Justice Department might be higher than what Barrick is willing to give over. Now, I don't think he'll spend any so time. What in, happened with Flynn? That's exactly right. I don't think he'll spend any time in prison. But I think he's a flight risk uh, like and I I don't think it matters if you put a little thing on his ankle and uh, whatever. This guy, he'll end up, you know, somebody Gile Maxwell trained in a submarine will pull up into a port and he'll jump in the water. And he'll like these people, you have no idea. Jump on Joe Manchin's boat and
0: get a ride to the Seychelles. They'll put him in a
1: suitcase. (laughs) Yeah. He'll do a Gogan, right? They'll stick him in a suitcase and a truck and ship him over somewhere. But, uh, you know, it's one of those two things. So. The question then is, the real question that we're going to sit here and we don't have an answer for it, but we're going to watch is what was the threshold for the DOJ? Who were they after, right? So who were they willing to accept a deal for? Was it Kushner? Was it Donald? Was it someone lesser? I would think if it was someone lesser, Barak would have taken that deal. Uh, I think there's a couple of people he's terrified of. Uh, I do. Uh, It's just easier for him to run away. But regardless, he's not going to I mean, to he's a
0: pretty big fish, though. But, you know, there are maybe a few steps in between him and Donald, of bigger fish than he is. Uh, but I'm hard pressed to think of them unless we're talking about the inaugural with Rick Gates or Mark Burnett. Yeah.
1: So uh, the, the thing about the, again, it's a test of our Justice Department. Do they really get it? <laughs> Do they get how valuable that man is? And what he could deliver and what or are they just going to settle for something that, you know, gives them a win within their own world. But in terms of having an impact on really putting the bad guys away, uh, who are the ones that really are. I'm sorry, Donald Trump was owned by the <laughs> Kremlin and he was our president. Like, you know, and Kushner, God only knows who owns him. So but, you know, these you know, selling foreign, selling our own domestic intelligence products at the highest levels off to, you know, sovereign nation nations, right. With the MBZ and MBS when it comes to Jerry Kushner. It's like, you know, what, what is the department, where does the department of justice have its sights set? I, I don't know. I really yeah, don't know. I was know. hoping
0: you could talk a little bit about why it would be Kushner and the ties that Kushner has with MBZ, MBS. You remember when he gave Intelligence about traitors to the crown. Those people were expelled. He That's got right. uh, offers back and forth from Qatar and Saudi Arabia and the UAE That's to right. bail him out of his devil building, 666 Fifth right. Avenue.
1: Okay. So, all those people that you just listed from Qatar to UAE to NBC, to MBS, to so the Saudis, they're all Tom Barrett mm-hmm. clients.
0: And Tom Barrack was the de facto backdoor communications between the Trump administration, Kushner and the the Middle East. That's right.
1: That's right. So that's why I would say Kushner is on the table. I just can't imagine Tom Barrack doesn't know about any of that. But Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and I know that there was a battle to to get to be the you know, the the linchpin backdoor communications guy for for UAE, for the for the for the Mideast mbs and mbz it was like a showdown and and tom barrack eventually won it because everyone else was just totally incompetent or a complete dickhead
1: yeah and look these guys there's there's more sort of the the world of fuckery coming out of those nations and those you know those emirates right And, and those those royals is vast and it's insidious and there's there's these ancillary stories that are huge in and of themselves. Like we just got the secret private intelligence story that came out of, uh, for the Emiratis, was it NBC? Who had hired the former NSA folks to actually do hacking Mm -hmm. and spying, right? And, And work with these sort of, this world of private intelligence where, you know, I'm sorry. It is all, it's really spy products. <laughs> and then everyone's using them and doing, doing shit with them. That's that they should not be doing. It's very, very bad. And so there's a lot of reporting. There's going to be all this strange reporting. I know there's more coming out, frankly, around that world and that, that operation that does intersect with everything we just talked about. It's just going to be one of those morasses that people like you and I are going to have to go, go, dig in and unpack it and make it you know, find a way to communicate it to folks that they have a clear idea of what's actually going on <laughs> with these characters, right? That just keep resurfacing and resurfacing and resurfacing, doing worse and worse things to our democracy. Yeah. Every every time you turn around. There's I look
0: forward to, to breaking it down with you here and on narrative okay. when we do hear news of what's going to happen with Tom Barrick. And, uh, you know, we were talking about how Tom Barrack was not born to go to jail as a fancy man, but someone who was Weisselberg. And we've got about a month yeah. left in the special grand jury in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office, who the grand jury that they've been uh, using in the, you know, the Weisselberg and Trump org indictments. It has been said by Weisselberg's attorney in open court, they are expecting more indictments to come. And they didn't say whether that was superseding right. on Weisselberg or uh, on other folks. So we are coming to the end of the line in that and not just because the grand jury is about to expire, but Cy Vance has said himself he's retiring at the end of the year and he will make a charging decision, he said by then. Now, he, he might revamp that, you know, uh, saying and we, they've got Pomerantz and a couple of other people to bridge over to the new district attorney, some really high powered, very intelligent people working and partnered with the New York yeah. Attorney General, Tish James. So it's a very big, very sprawling investigation. And I'm really interested yes. and, dare I say, excited <laughs> to see my to see thing. what comes out of that.
1: Listen, when the full force of, of the state of New York, whether it's, a, it's the district attorney or the attorney general, comes for a gang a crime family, right? It's a beautiful fucking thing. Let me tell you. I So, so it, it sounds like you have it, more faith it, we'll, in we'll Manhattan DA
0: see. than you do. in Oh, partic-
1: a thousand percent. No, a thousand percent. I have more faith. Uh, yeah, there's. I do always sort of deals happen and there's disappointment and all of this, but the, the storied journey of New York state, I think it goes all the way back to Thomas Dewey. It does when he was a special prosecutor and then he became governor of New York. So it, it, a hundred years ago, almost 90 years ago, you know, New York was able to put together a team of prosecutors with a, a, an African American woman who was a Republican and, and was the one who cracked the whole thing, the one who cracked the whole case that took down the world's biggest gangster at the time was a woman, right? And, and a, an attorney. You, were, you remind me of her so much, actually. I've studied her a lot. Her name is Eunice Carter, and you just have a mind just like her, AG. You really do. Oh, thank you. And so she saw something that no one else was seeing. and. Figured out that the prostitution racket in New York was actually organized, and that that was a way they could take down a crime lord that 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 Dewey and everyone else was chasing around, trying to get on murder or all these other things that were just really difficult to prove, really difficult, you know, to get in. That's why I love the financial stuff because you can get the gangsters on the financial stuff. Well, she actually got him on prostitution, and the gangster she took down was Lucky Luciano. Single-handedly took him down. So it, it, when New York, they just they're good at this. They've always been good at this. Even Giuliani, there were all kinds of weird deals going on there when he did the commission trials. But the prosecutors around him, the Southern District of New York itself, the FBI, when they zeroed in and realized, okay, we're going to take down these crime bosses. Boy, did they do it. It's spectacular. So I'm looking for something spectacular. I think we will see investigations and prosecutorial brilliance like we've never seen before. I, hope, I really do. I'm really excited about so. it. And, and yeah. in
0: your podcast, "The World Beneath, you talk about Lucky Luciano. But the Lucky Luciano case poses some very interesting, I don't know, shall we say extradition challenges. And I want to talk about that and yes. I want to talk about your show, <laughs> yes. but I have to take one last quick break.
1: Oh, another break. I'm on for the whole you hour. Are. so exciting. Oh, goodness everybody gracious. Everybody
0: stick around. We'll be right back with the conclusion of Lincoln's Bible episode of The Daily Beans. Stay with us. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Thanks for supporting The Beans. This segment of the show is sponsored by Upstart. What would you do if you didn't have high interest loans or credit card debt? With Upstart, you can pay off your existing debt quickly and easily and start living your life. It's easy to pay off your debt with an online personal loan with Upstart. Over a million people have used Upstart to consolidate high interest credit card debt, pay off their credit cards, and fund personal expenses with one fixed monthly payment. Upstart looks beyond your credit history to find you a better loan rate by considering other factors such as your income, current employment, and credit history. You can check your rate without impacting your credit score. It's a soft pull, and you can do it in minutes for loans between one to fifty thousand dollars. You can even receive your funds as fast as one business day after the acceptance of your loan. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com/dailybeans. That's upstart.com/dailybeans. And don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit, income, and other certain information provided in your loan application. That's upstart.com slash And today's show is also brought to you by a new sponsor called Athletic Greens, the health and wellness company that makes comprehensive daily nutrition simple, really, really simple. Keeping up with the research, knowing what to do, and taking a bunch of pills and capsules is hard on the stomach, and it's hard to keep up with. To help each of us be our best, Athletic Greens has a simple path to better nutrition by giving you the one thing with all the best things. It's called AG1. Great name. And uh, it's by Athletic Greens. It's a category leading superfood product. It brings comprehensive and daily nutrition to everybody, and it's super easy and convenient. One tasty scoop of AG1 contains 75 vitamins, minerals, whole food sourced ingredients, including a multivitamin, a multimineral, a probiotic, a green superfood blend and more all in one convenient serving a special blend of high quality bioavailable ingredient, ingredients in a scoop of AG1 work together to fill the nutritional gaps in your diet. I'm very busy. I eat once a day. So this really helps me out. And the convenience is so easy. I don't have to have a separate probiotic and a separate vitamin and a separate superfoods. It's all in one place. Um, and you know it supports energy and focus. It aids with gut health and digestion, it supports a healthy immune system, which is so important right now. It's effectively replacing multiple products with one healthy, delicious drink. It's a lifestyle-friendly game changer whether you eat keto paleo vegan dairy-free or gluten-free it contains less than one gram of sugar it's got no gmos no nasty chemicals or artificial flavors or artificial anything while keeping it tasting great why not give it a try to make it easy athletic greens is going to give you an immune supporting free one year supply of vitamin d one year supply of vitamin d and five free travel packs with your first purchase just visit athleticgreens.com dailybeans again simply visit athleticgreens.com dailybeans today to take control of your health and give AG1 a try. Everybody, welcome back. Honored today to be joined by my very good friend, Lincoln's Bible, but very important follow on Twitter, host and creator of The World Beneath, the podcast. And uh, before the break, we were talking about uh, something you cover in your very, very amazing, beautifully produced, incredible, and Uh, just such an incredible podcast. I just love the, I love the soundscapes and the way that it rolls. It's so good. Yeah. But Lucky Luciano and, you know, we've talked about this. We've talked about what if Donald's in Florida? What if Donald's in New Jersey? What if Donald's in New York? What if what if Luke Lucky Luciano was in a in a state <laughs> that didn't want to hand him over to the feds? Let's talk about that.
1: Well, he was right. Yeah. So this it gets tricky, everybody. So, you know, when it's state charges and this is I don't know how much reform has happened since since Luciano. So w- what he did was when he realized, oh shit, they got me, <laughs> you know, they're going to get me on this prostitution. It just seemed impossible to him and to everyone else. Uh, uh, and it was this massive, massive case. They had to like take over a, a public theater space because they couldn't get everybody into the courthouse to try this guy. So this will be, I'll get into a lot of this in, in season two. But so he fled, he, he ran. <laughs> so he went to Hot Springs And there was a big base there because his buddy, uh, his partner, Meyer uh, Lansky, had realized, oh, we got all these old retired people down here. Let's set up some casinos. So they long corrupted the governor. And uh, it it was just a a very safe place for the original gangsters to kind of hang and not have any, you know, do everything out in the open. And no one was looking at looking for them. So he ran off. He's hiding. And Thomas Dewey, right, was like who was the special prosecutor before he was governor he went after him, but the governor of Arkansas said, no, I'm not going to send him to you. I'm sorry. He's, he's, I'm giving him protection. And that went on for a while. So there, there, what happened was, and it's a Which little is entirely
0: against the supremacy clause. Of the I
1: understand. Era. I understand, but it, it's a thing. Um, and I don't know how resolved it is. I really am not up to speed on how resolved it is. I just know what happened historically. So, you know, Dewey ended up, you know, this is why I love, the New York guys, right. When they decide that when they get a bone in there, you know, there's a lot of corruption, sure, in terms of historically, but, you know, Dewey was a real straight shooter and he got a bone in his teeth and it, that was it. This poor Arcus, governor of Arcus, I had no fucking chance. He just didn't. So I, I I think they got goods on the governor and they, went and they like leveraged and threatened him and he eventually gave over Lucky and uh, Lucky was extradited back. Marshall Well, that's good news him because him. if if Trump were to try to hide out in Florida,
0: first of all, DeSantis has his eyes on the White House, and I'm not real sure he'd protect him, but uh, you know, might get a VP might get oh, a VP might. call. However, it, I can't imagine how fucking easy it would be to get the goods on DeSantis and, and put <laughs> pressure on him if there's oh. like, where's he going to go? Texas? I mean, do you really need the goods on Abbott? Like there's so many corrupt Republican governors. Uh, I mean, that's just I don't yeah. know if that's still the way they, they operate, but that's just that, that's a pretty easy target to get to cooperate with you.
1: Look, I don't know this new guy coming in all that well, taking Vance's position or if it's over with Tish James uh, and she's looking for him and, and Donald runs away from that. Who knows? But if he decides to hold thinking, he can just, sti- you know, keep his diaper in, in on his bottom in in Ma-a-Lago and and somehow be OK with all that. I just wouldn't cross a New Yorker. I really wouldn't. Yeah, and these you are state. Don't say this no is to them. That they state v. state. Yeah. This
0: isn't feds v. state. Feds v. state is, is going right. to be a lot easier. You just
1: feds v. Send state. US forget in it. Yeah, and state. You, yeah, that's right. It's because it's state to state. It's because it would be state charges and state charges that would put him away for the rest of his life, many lifetimes over. He's not showing up for that. Donald is not showing up for that. Yeah, He's which is not, why
0: I think they should turn you know, some of these uh, federal tax crimes over to Southern District. And let them yeah. prosecute. There's going to be more years in prison. You can't avoid extradition. And also, you know, one last thing we should talk about here. Yeah, Cy Vance came out when he when he indicted Curson, which was a Kushner friend who was pardoned yeah. by Trump. He said, look, New York, uh, your, your pardon isn't get out of jail free card in New York, my friend. State charges are unpardonable. Yeah. He's also investigating Steve Bannon. <laughs> so Steve Bannon's whole, you know wearing his six shirts looking like a human cold sore trying to avoid a subpoena with the January Select Committee could find himself in handcuffs
1: Uh, in New York. I honestly can't believe that guy hasn't gone to his FSB safe house by now. I really can't Uh, or or whatever they have waiting for him in Beijing. So he's just in all kinds of trouble. And again, like uh, Tom Barrack, he's one of these creatures of the underworld that um, has a lot of cards to play. And so I think sometimes it's with these guys who it's just so obvious. It's like, God, what, you know, run away (laughs) at least, or what are you doing? Right. Stop saying things out in the open. They really are that arrogant and and in their world of thinking that, well, you know, I'll play a Julian Assange card or something else. Right. Like they, they think they can pull something out of their back pocket and just put it down and the justice department will take it rather than taking them. The problem with that is that worked, you know, being an informant like that uh, to get out of your own indictments, your own crimes work for all of these characters for a very, very long time. But once you become the president (laughs) and then and you work for the White House administration, who is above that? I'm not sure there's anyone where you where you going to reach up to 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 play a card. Right. That that you might have. So. Again, it's going to be up to the Justice Department. State of New York, if they want to if they want to get Steve Bannon, they're going to get Steve Bannon. And if Cy, I, I'm encouraged that Sy Vance did that. I know there's a lot of people confused about Cy Vance because he took money from Weinstein. He took money from Kushner's, He took money from Trump. You know, yeah, he's a money taker, right? He's a New York, politi- you know, he's a New York politician guy.
0: But he's also retiring. He's also
1: retiring. He's also retiring. And there's a legacy thing there, you know, it's a legacy thing. And, uh, you know, maybe being concerned for his well-being would be the only thing that would kind of get in his way because these are dangerous people. I'm sorry, they are. I'm not, you know, I don't think I'm saying anything shocking here. Uh, But, you know, the former president, Orange Biscay, was raised at the knee of Tony Salerno and Paul Castellano. Right. This is These were the two most dangerous men on the planet in their day. So they're not, these aren't gentle creatures, right? These aren't, and they're not passive. They're, these are people who were born into the underworld. It's not that they were, you know, Bannon, I believe as well for, for as long as he's been in there, I think since the days of the foster when he was a, was and he was a navigator. So they're not, they're not just, you know, successful guys who had to rub up against some gangsters, maybe because that's how you had to do things in New York. That's, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about people born into the underworld. Weiselberg, born into it. Manafort day. That's his real name. Not Manafort, Manafort day. Born into it. Okay. Mm-hmm. Same with Jeffrey Epstein. Dead as he is. Born into it. And Trump and Kushner born into it. Born into it. Very different. So they don't know. They don't, they don't operate the way we operate. and, and, We make a we do a grave disservice to ourselves by projecting anything about how we are, how we operate onto these these gangsters. We really do. They're just they're completely different creatures. And again, to circle all the way back around. That's why be prepared for the worst. Know that they're going to do the very worst thing always and have some preparation. It's just hard for us to imagine.
0: I found myself, you know, constantly shocked, but not surprised with with things that would come out of these evil minds because i don't have the capacity to even predict that yeah. kind of depravity and just blatant disregard for for what's right
1: for for human beings for life for for rule of law for yeah it's very different that this is just to plug myself this is actually why i did the world beneath and and set out to do it in in the way that we did it with as radio theater there's a massive lack of education not for any other reason that it's just been this world that's never been properly constructed for people so they can understand you get the mob movies you get these these pop culturey things and everyone globs onto that and thinks they understand the world but th- those are real distractions and they they do a real disservice to actually how shit operates in the underworld of, of, of organized crime and, and intelligence operations and where those intersect, which is all these people we're talking about. That's what they, that's what they, that's what they are. That's who they are. That's what they do. Lucky Luciano was the very first, <laughs> by the way. He was the first person to trade national secrets in order to get himself out of prison. And, and, it yeah, worked.
0: and we were also it worked. scared yeah. and continue to be with what Kushner knows, what Trump knows, but mostly Kushner. He was the only one who took the, the PDB That, you know, with all the debt and and problems, there's a lot of value in our secrets.
1: Yeah. You know, the glass breaking moment, pull the alarm was in 2016 Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we're still waiting on it. And so I think that's like, I got to commend you as I always do when I come on the show, not because you're my dear friend, but for just sort of keeping the faith and keeping the conversation going. Because we did go way past our break the glass moment, we still haven't broken it. We're waiting on these criminals to be brought to justice, and it takes a great deal of patience. It really, really does. And we need to keep the pressure. Uh, on. I'm all for <laughs> keep the. Pressure I'm all for
0: pressure, on. but as Adam Schiff says in his new book, uh, "Washington at Midnight," uh, we do not have the luxury of despair. So I'm not going to fall no. into that. I know you won't. And. We're going to keep it up and, and keep talking and keep pushing and keep getting the truth yeah. out there. And I really recommend everybody listen to A World Beneath because it's just absolutely fantastic. And we need to get that education because that is the kind of criminal family we're dealing with.
1: That's right. And then you can predict. And then you won't be shocked. Hey, right? yeah. And Knowledge is the
0: enemy of anxiety. It really is.
1: Knowledge is power. And, the, and our heroine in that first season is a woman named Elizabeth Friedman, who is the godmother of the National Security Agency. She literally formed our greatest intelligence agency on the planet. And that was her saying with her husband, William Friedman, who also was a, a, a giant in the world of intelligence. And they hunted those those mobsters and those gangsters and, and uh, were part of taking them down. Knowledge is power. Can't do anything unless you 100%. have the knowledge. And, uh, a hundred percent. And an educated electorate is
0: the enemy of autocracy. So we'll keep it up. Thank you yes. so much. Uh, you. I love you, LB. It's been wonderful talking to you, my I friend. I love you, and uh, I hope we get to see each other soon. I am going. You know, while this is airing, I'm on vacation, which means inevitably indictments will drop somewhere. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> okay. by the time this airs, I'm
1: on vacation too. I'm on. Well, not really. But maybe I'm by the
0: time this airs, we'll see abandoned indictments, or maybe we'll hear about a Tom Barrick plea agreement. <laughs> Or perhaps we'll get some some more superseding indictments or additional indictments in Manhattan. Maybe. We'll
1: see. We'll see. And if none of that happens, I am scoping out property in yes. Switzerland.
0: So just Ireland for me, <laughs> my friend.
1: <laughs> OK, good. <laughs> we'll just take the train. We'll be the ones <laughs> running. We'll be the ones running away. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> we need the submarine. Oh. This
0: has been wonderful. Everybody, until tomorrow, please take care of yourselves. Take care of each other. Take care of the planet and take care of your mental health. I've been A.G. and them's the beans.